A From Dublin to Cleveland production. Hello and welcome to From Dublin to Cleveland. I am your host, Logan Howard, and I am joined as always by the gold to my silver. It's Brendan Thomas Merritt. How are you doing, Brendan? Hey guys, I'm doing amazingly. How's it going with you? It is going perfectly well. And with that, I am going to turn it over to Brendan as he is going to give us an Irish story. Brendan, take it away. It's called The Land of Tyr and Oak. Tyr is Irish word for country or land. Na is the Irish word for the preposition of. And Og is the Irish word for youthfulness, or the state of being young. So the land of Pyrnanog, the country of youth. So a long time ago in Ireland, Oisin, the leader of the Fianna, a mighty band of Irish warriors, were hunting a stag in the forest. Next thing, a beautiful maiden appeared, whose name was Neve. She had long, beautiful hair, and sunshine radiated from her head. When she spoke, it was like the instrument of a harp. And Neve had a beautiful white mare with her. A precious, powerful, mystical horse. The second Oshin set eyes on her, he fell head over heels in love. And as soon as Neve beheld his visage, she felt the very same way. The beautiful story of love at first sight. Neve told him that her father was the king of Tirnanog a country across the azure blue sea and that he could come with her and they could spend all of eternity in a world without pain sickness old age entranced by her beauty majesty and in our aura Oshin hopped on her mare <laughs> and said, take me to your home country. So the mare ran across the azure blue sea and into the world of Tiernanog. There, Oshin and Neve got married, lived this wonderful life together in blissful, youthful moments, rife and brimming with happiness and fulfillment, and they go up to all manner of adventures. And all of this felt like it happened in just a day. Eventually, Oshin said, Ah, oh, babe, I feel a little bit homesick. I'd love to pop back to Ireland, see how my family are getting on, check on the Fianna, see my men, my friends. And Neve said, Oshin, you can go back to Ireland 
but you need to stay on the mayor's back. Your feet cannot touch the soil of Ireland. This seemed okay to Oshin. So he hopped on the mayor, crossed the sea, and returned to Ireland for a temporary visit. But little did he realize that the one day he had spent in Tirnanog had been the equivalent of hundreds of years in Earth time. His family were dead. The Fianna were no more. His castle, once gleaming and shining and indicative of Gaelic power and rule, was now just a ruin. Torn down, discrepant, overrun with ivy. Brokenhearted, Oshin decided to go back to Tirnanog. But as the mayor was turning around toward the sea, Oshin saw some people, lower middle class folk, struggling to move a big boulder. Oshin said, all right, Mayor, let's get over there and help these suckers out. So the Mayor walked on over, and Oshin leaned over to help move the boulder. But he lost his balance, and he fell onto the soil of Ireland. And no sooner had his body touched the ground than biology kicked in. And he became several hundred years older, and he was dead within a minute. Freaking out, then they ran back across the sea to Tirnanog. And to this day, when lone wanderers are walking through a forest or a woodland, they still say that they see the beautiful princess of Tirnanog on her white mare looking for Oshin. And that is the tragedy of the land of Tirnanog. Wow. That's that's a tragic tale. Mm-hmm. Trying to help and it didn't work out. Well, to transition no good so deed goes unpunished. into the next <laughs> not a Bible book. <laughs> no good deed goes <laughs> No good deed goes unpunished, yes. To to transition so smoothly into our next phase of the show, um, we're gonna be playing Would You Rather Christmas edition. Um, to give you a little more of a pick me up after that depressing story. So <laughs> I'm going to read off these questions. I'm going to have Brendan answer them first, and then I will answer them after that. So, Brendan, would you rather spend days preparing the Christmas feast or spend a whole day cleaning up the whole house after Christmas? I would probably prefer to clean up for one whole day 
this nonsense about people being like, Christmas, Christmas, it's a busy time of the year. And like planning, like digging the house like six months. Like, are you broken? You're doing it wrong. <laughs> if it takes you any longer than two days, and that's me being very, very liberal, there's something wrong with you. Uh, and as for like cooking for a week, like, hello, I mean, if you boil your spuds on a Monday, I ain't eating them gone the next Sunday, people. <laughs> that's food you throw in the bin. So uh, I'll use my domestic cleaning skills okay yes i i think i'm with you on that one because again the multiple days of preparing for a feast is a bit much and then you still have to clean up afterwards or somebody's gonna have to clean up afterwards now i don't know if you you probably don't since you're choosing but it's one day versus multiple days i think i'm gonna go with the one day of cleaning up because at least you feel the satisfaction of putting things away where they belong so yeah, I'm 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 with you. I'm going for mm. the cleaning up after Christmas. So, so that's question one. Um, question two: <laughs> Would you rather meet Santa Claus or Jack Frost? Ooh, <sighs> I'd probably say Santa Claus. Actually, um. Like, the reality is, St. Nick probably is in heaven. Um, and, you know, because it is heaven, and God's all creative, I mean, there probably is, like, a Christmas town in heaven anyway. Like, you know, Nightmare Before Christmas style. Um, whereas, I don't know, the idea of uh, something like snowy, icy creature becoming animate, and expect me to have a conversation with it, that's just wrong. How kind of messed up person would say yes to that? Would you say yes to that? <laughs> nope. <laughs> I would not. I'm with you. I think meeting Santa would be would be interesting. I, I'm not sure. Like, he is based off of St. Nicholas, but I'm not sure it's a real... Yeah. Santa Claus isn't, of course, a real person. Neither is Jack Frost. So I guess Santa is more of a a, a good jolly person to have met. Whereas Jack Frost mm. is, uh, he can be sometimes good, sometimes bad, depending on what movie or story you're listening to. Um, so, and of course, I, with with all that, my cheeky rascalness of saying that Santa isn't real, I've just ruined all little children's Christmases this year. So I'm sorry about that. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, we've just lost like twenty of our twenty-one viewers. <laughs> yep. Yep. It was a it was an unfortunate mistake. Um <laughs> moving on to question number three. <laughs> moving on to question number three. <laughs> Would you rather say Merry Christmas in all languages or memori- memorize all the Christmas carols? Ugh. Christmas carols. Ugh. No, I couldn't. <laughs> Uh, they, they they wreck my head. Oh my goodness. Oh holy night is beautiful. Um but I I can't. I can't hack them anymore. My days of Christmas caroling are done. Um so yeah. Make me bilingual, trilingual, gazillion lingual. Well let's go with that one. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah, we're making great okay. content yeah. for YouTube video. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. I think in every language, yes, that would be a good YouTube one-minute video of saying Merry Christmas in every language. Um, I, I think I'm. I hate to make this a three for three, but I think it is. I think I'm with you. Saying Merry Christmas in different languages, I enjoy saying words in different languages. So memorizing memorizing christmas carols is you know it's it's a task sometimes there's good christmas carols don't get me wrong but grandma grandma, grandma got yeah. ran over by a reindeer is not a good christmas carol <laughs> uh, my grandmother got run over by a reindeer that's no joking matter <laughs> Moving no, on to number four. No joking matter. <laughs> Moving on to number four. Would you rather give away $25 to a stranger or be forced to give $100 to someone you don't like? <laughs> oh, let me think. Am I being forced to give the 25 Dollars to this stranger, or that just like free will? I think you're forced both ways. <laughs> oh, forced both ways. Okay. Um, you know what? I would probably rather give the money to someone that I don't like, because you know you could give money to a stranger, but that stranger could be like a hardened criminal, um, or could spend that like twenty five quid on. I don't know, like, drugs or, I don't know, like, alcohol for his three-time pregnant girlfriend or something. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. Back of a risky business. Whereas if it's someone that you don't like, but you're blessing them, you know, the word of God says, you know, if you give your enemy a coat, you're opening the, the windows of heaven over your life. Triggering blessing. So I would do it prayerfully. Not just because I had a gun to my head. Mm. <laughs> I see. I see. Okay. Um, I'm going to go opposite this time. I'm going to give away $25 to a stranger. Because then I might have a new friend. You know? Whereas if I'm giving $100 to someone <laughs> I don't like, I don't want to be better friends with them. <laughs> There's a reason why I don't like them. <laughs> no. In general, in real life, in general, there's not a lot of people that I don't like. I've gotten over a lot of people that have done wrong to me, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't have many, so that that's real life. So I don't know that I could, I, I could think of a couple names. If you were like, hey, do you not like somebody? I could, I could give you a couple names, but. I think giving away $25 is just a cool thing, especially to do during Christmas time. And so that that's, that's where I'm leaning. <clears throat> um, number five, would you rather live as an elf or live as Santa Claus? Ooh, an elf. Because Santa Claus is obese, and I do not think that I could actually look at myself in the mirror every day, knowing that I was the most famous fat man on Earth. Um, 
I have no self-respect. I might have like millions of people around the world singing about me and worshiping me, but um, I'd have no 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 dignity, no comfort in my own skin. Whereas if you're an elf, um, you know, apparently you can like sit on people's shelves now. That seems cool. Um, make toys, be skinny, or be really athletic and militaristic, like Legolas in Middle Earth. So, uh, I just be an elf. Okay. Um, I, I think it would be fun to be Santa to give away presents, to be able to do that and fly around for once a year. I think I could do that. That a once a year job, I could handle that. Um, I don't know about the Ben Cole thing. That's not not my style, but once a year that'd be fun to go around. Um so I'm going to skip down a couple cuz I don't think we'll get to all 15 due to time, but I'm going to skip down a couple to number 9. If you had to choose only one, would you rather watch The Grinch Christmas or all the Home Alone movies? Ooh. I've seen the Jim Carrey Grinch movie and I've enjoyed it. Um, at the risk of getting shot, I've never seen a full Home Alone movie from beginning to end. So I would probably oh, actually choose no. the three of them. Yeah. Oh, I feel it's something I need to rectify. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm sure there are plenty of people in the comments going, he needs to watch Home Alone. So, <laughs> um, I would say, <laughs> I would say, to take your <laughs> yes, I would say Home Alone. The Grinch, I've watched, I've gone through many Christmases without watching The Grinch. It's been a while since mm. I've seen Home Alone. I think I could, oh, I could handle watching Home Alone and watching all of them. Mm. You know, they're, they're pretty good movies. I'd go that way too. Um, I'm going to skip down again to number 11. Would you rather be the only person who gives out gifts for Christmas or the only person who receives gifts? Ooh. Gives out gifts. Um, I love... I love giving some a present to someone that I put a lot of thought and effort into that I know they'll enjoy. Uh, I feel excited at the idea of giving it to them. Uh, right now, I'm super excited for Christmas. Uh, not because I actually like the holiday or anything, but I just I'm so excited to give people presents. Whereas, I don't know. I think when you know people give you something, sometimes they hit the nail on the head. Sometimes they don't. Um, but also as far as love languages go, receiving gifts is very very low for me um, I'd rather hang out with someone, spend some quality time share affirming words and the likes um, receive them in return but actually receiving gifts does very very little for me personally what about you? yeah yeah. gifts is not my love language so yeah. and I feel like it'd be rather awkward to be the only guy opening gifts and everyone else is staring at me while I'm opening a gift it's bad enough at Secret Santa's when you got to do that. So I'm not a fan. No, thanks. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that never happens yeah, in your so, birthday, you know? 
Yeah, and giving giving gifts is one of the things I really enjoy because one of the things I like to do is learn things about people as I talk to them and ask them questions. And so once I know a level, even a small hmm. level about people, I can get them something or a gift because I know sort of things they're into, the sort of things they hmm. like, and I just sort of use Amazon as a crutch to buy them what they need. So, <laughs> or I think they need anyway. So that, that I would agree with you. I would go down that. Um, would you rather yeah. be tasked yeah, to untangle all the Christmas video. lights? <laughs> would you rather be tasked to mm. untangle all the Christmas lights or be the person who irons out the wrapping paper? People iron wrapping paper. They they save it for the next year. I mean, I save wrapping paper for the next year, but I'd never iron it. I just fold it up appropriately, so there's no need to iron yeah. it. They iron it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, I do that job so well, but I have no need to waste electricity and water for turning on the iron and putting the iron on the uh, alarm paper. That's just ridiculous. Um, you know what? I'll go with the lights. I like a challenge. <laughs> and especially if yeah, you choose not, not to actually have the main lights across your screen in your house, you could actually get away with only unwrapping mm. one or two. <laughs> That's true. That's true. You keep it simple. Or keep untangling one or two. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. <laughs> yes. All in moderation. Um, yeah, I would agree with you. T untangling Christmas lights exactly. is not bad. It's not like a frustration thing for me. Whereas being the guy who irons wrapping paper mm. is... No thanks, man. No way. Pathetic. Um, so, moving on to... I'm going to give two more. The, the last one I'm not going to do because it just is a bit dark so i want to end on something good so we'll go number 13 would you rather be stripped away of your christmas break or your summer break yeah i don't get summer breaks i literally only get a christmas break <laughs> so uh i think that pretty much answers it for me if i leave the summer no break christmas i'm losing something no that christmas had, break for so. you <laughs> Yeah, seeing as it's uh, weeks a year, I think um, I think back in school, even being homeschooled, I think I'd much. I would. I don't mm. know. I think I could give up my Christmas break because I had summer off. Whereas now, it's the opposite. I could give up a summer sure, break since sure. I don't get a summer break, and mm. Christmas you kind of want because you need a couple yeah. days off to chill. You know. And have a good time and not yeah. be super stressed with the holiday. Same. So, yeah. All right. And our last awesome, one. Agreed. Agreed. Would you rather. I'm interested in the dark Would you rather. <laughs> would you rather wear ugly matching Christmas sweaters and have that as your postcard photo? Ugh. Or get chicken pox and have <laughs> photos of those as your postcard photo? <laughs> Oh, that's nasty. That's nasty. <laughs> um, oh. I'm at that age where if I were to get chicken pox, 
that might cause some complications for the uh, my future lineage. So much as I never thought I would say this because I don't think that they should exist. I think I'd have to go the matching jumpers. <laughs> I'd have to be one of those those people that I have no respect for. Could I lose self respect in order to keep in order to have descendants? Yes. I think so. I picked this question especially for you. <laughs> I despise matching Christmas jumpers in general. <laughs> At school, had a Christmas uh, jumper competition last... yesterday, and I was like, "I'll donate to charity," <laughs> but I'm not dressing up. And the last person who is listening has now left because they are <laughs> they are Christmas sweater person. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but hopefully, before they get off, I am a Christmas sweater person too. So give me the ugly matching Christmas sweaters. I am all in. Forget the chicken pox. No way. Not even close. Not even a decision for me. So yeah, Christmas sweaters all the way. Uh, I am wearing one right now, so if you're watching the YouTube version, Burn you will see me wearing a Christmas ugly sweater, and it, I am wearing it in style. So, and I'll I'll be wearing one for for our Christmas episode too. So be prepared for that. <laughs> but uh, that has been Would You Rather Christmas Edition. So I am going to now turn us over to the Bible, which we will be in Micah chapter five. Um, verses 2 through 5, and I will read that for us. <clears throat> but you, Bethlehem Ephrath, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth me, come forth to me, the one to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth are from old and from everlasting. Therefore he shall give them up until the time that she who is in labor has given birth. Then the remnants of his brethren shall return to children of Israel, and he shall stand and feed his flock. In the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they shall abide. For now he shall be greater to the ends of the earth, and this one shall be peace. So, Brendan, what would you like to uh, comment on this section of verses? I would like to start off by saying that no one finds the book of Micah as quickly as you just did. <laughs> I need myself a Bible expert. Even I had to use the Bible concordance to find it, okay? You gave yourself two seconds. Good one. Full crack. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> I suppose what I love about that one is just how specific God was in the prophecy about where Jesus would be born. And he didn't choose the largest tribe, he didn't choose the largest city. Um, he didn't choose, um, you know, the largest, um, audience, the largest palace. He just chose, like, you know, the back end of nowhere to bring his son. And I love the humility of that. 
that when you think of heaven and, you know, it's got the streets of gold and God's all creative, it's got jewels, you know, you know, pillars made of jewels and buildings we can't even imagine or fathom. And Jesus left all of that to live among us and to be born in obscurity, anonymity, in the back end of nowhere. And I think we often find ourselves spiritually or in our soul in the back end of nowhere, wondering how did this become my life? Um, how did I end up here of all places? Um, you know, I tried so hard to make that dream come true, to bring that to fruition, to make that relationship work. Like, I want to write my destination. What is this? And I love how Jesus can absolutely relate to that, because that's the environment he came into, where he left all of heaven's splendor and riches and fame and acclaim and adoration so that he could experience life as we do and ultimately save us from ourselves, save, save us from our sins. Um, but also the very last thing he said there, that he is the Prince of Peace. Peace is who he is. Mm. And he lives in us yep. and his spirit's in us. And that fruit of Holy Spirit peace goes with us wherever we go. We don't always remember to activate it and to operate in it. And there are times when we'll go through seasons in which it really gets stretched within us. But um, he is our peace. So no matter where we end up, even if it's in the, the back end uh, of, of nowhere uh, on the destiny train, or at least reportedly nowhere, he can sympathize with us. He can strengthen us and his peace drowns out all fear because where love is and he's as much love as he is peace it drowns out all fear and um, so yes he's our peacemaker he's the prince of peace and um it's not just a concept it's not something we're struggling or striving for like the world is it's a person who's chosen to indwell us to make us his temple Imagine, you know, you know, from Revelation, heaven as a temple on earth. <laughs> it's you. It's me. It's everyone listening. And it pleases the Lord to dwell in us, which is just phenomenal. So wherever you go, just remember we're not alone. Um, he is our peace. And he can and will help us to remain planted, calm, and be victorious in all things. He's great. Amen. What do you get from that passage? Amen. Um, one of the things I want to I want to address is there's some prophecy in here, some some things that happened in the mm. future when this was written. So you know, Jesus is born. It's prophesied there, but also there's prophecy that's even farther down the line for the millennial kingdom, talking about how. He will stand and feed his mm -hmm. flock in the strength of the Lord and the majesty of the name of the Lord, and they shall abide. He shall be great um, to the ends of the earth. So God is God is going to have that happen one day. We've talked about it plenty on mm -hmm. here. We've talked about it 
time. It, it, that's something yeah. we should never forget is he's going to be great throughout the whole land. He's going to rule. Um, and so when we yeah. see bad things happen, yeah. when we see the wrong people winning, we see evil succeeding. We have to remember that that's not forever. God will rule and he will be great and will mm-hmm. abide and yeah. we'll all be with him. Um, he's, he's the one who's going forth uh, from of old and from everlasting. So it's been forever. It will continue to be forever. He he goes in, comes out. He's completely good and strong. Um, and I think the last thing that I just want to say, let's touch a little bit on how Brendan closed with, was the peace. I mean, it says this one shall be peace. That means he peace is, Amen. Uh, is, you could call his name peace. We call him the Prince of Peace, but you could call him peace because that's yeah. what he is. It isn't, it's, completely in his character that he is peace and um and that's that's an amazing thing that he is that that he can be be peace it isn't that he's just has peace or is kind of like peace or you know is sort of peaceful he he is peace so if when we're looking for peace when we're looking for calm we don't go to the next tv show we don't go to our phones we don't go to a spa, we don't go to an alcoholic drink or a beverage. We go to the Prince of Peace. We go to Jesus to find peace. That's where we're supposed to go. So if you're looking, you've got a lot of anxiety going on. Maybe you got school wrapping up before the holidays. You've got the holidays coming up. You've got to go all over the world or, you know, all to visit your family and you're worried about dealing with your family and what they're going to say. And, um, and maybe you have difficult family members, whatever it is going on, remember, you can have peace from the person who is peace, Jesus. Um, So as long as you're dwelling and abiding with him, everything will be okay. He'll take care of you, and you'll be able to get rid of your anxiety and be able to have joy, peace, patience, love, all the gifts of the Spirit when we we abide with him. So abide with him this week. Before we close out, I do want to say we're going to do something new. Um, We're going to try and get it added in as we go into the next year, but we're also going to do one upcoming here shortly is we're going to start watching movies. We're going to do some movie reviews between me and Brendan. So our movie that we want you guys to participate in, to watch um, as well, is going to be Prince of Egypt. Um, and so if you can find that on your streaming device, right. I think it's on Netflix for free. I think it's on Amazon for a couple of dollars. There's probably at the library that you have. If you would watch that with us, you can send in your thoughts before we're kind of, probably next week. We'll be putting out the episode. So you can send your thoughts in. We'll add your thoughts. We'll talk about your thoughts. We'll say, wow, that's a very insightful thing that I didn't see or, man that's an interesting comment and move on you know it might be will be but we want to hear from you so if you want to listen if you want to join us please do um i'm sure it will be a good time and if not you just get to hear a review of the movie and then you can watch the movie and see things that you didn't see um maybe when you watched as a kid so uh that will be the next thing upcoming um there's some other things we're going to add in. I haven't talked to Brendan about this, but I thought maybe we could have a mystery sound prize contest. I could do some weird mystery sound and we could have you all guess what the mystery sound is. Um, and the winner could receive a $20 gift card or something. So we've got some ideas on the plate. We'll definitely be doing some fun things in the new year. 
and as we close out 2021. So uh, before we go, Brendan, anything you'd like to add, say anything at all? Yeah, I just love to pray a safe. Hmm. Father God, for everyone who's listening to this video, Lord, we invite you as the Prince of Peace to come and dwell among them. Step into whatever room they're in and fill them to overflowing with peace. If it's to do with difficult colleagues, or issues with <laughs> their salary. Maybe they're being cheated out of money or the likes, Lord. Expose every hidden thing and give them victory in those places, O oh God. We release prosperity over them, O oh God. If it's to do with bullying or fear of stepping out, and being who you've made them to be. Fear of saying what you would have them say. Fear of pursuing the call and purposes of God over their lives. I pray, O oh God, that fearlessness will rise up within them as though they were lions. Because Jesus, we know you are the Lion of Judah. And if you dwell within them, well, then that lion heart is in them too. And Lord, if they're afraid of sickness or COVID or Omicron or traumas or disasters, Jesus, show yourself to be the Lord over the storm. Greater than any storm, bigger than any storm, more powerful and working all things together through all things no matter how evil how wicked how satanic give them glimpses jesus of what you're doing in their lives even in the midst of the storm because what the enemy means for evil you mean for good and in you there is yes and amen and though people concoct all manner of schemes, it's the Lord's plans and purposes that prevail. And Jesus, people are just very anxious about Christmas time. I mean, they'll be alone at Christmas. <laughs> Maybe they're going to be celebrating with people that just don't like, or you don't like them. Jesus, we know that you delight when your children live together in harmony. And where two or more are gathered, there you are with them, Lord. And when there's agreement between believers, you command a blessing. So Jesus, we pray for a spirit of unity to descend on those places, O oh God, when they're with family members and relatives who are perhaps on the more difficult side. And may they rejoice and be glad that it is a day that you've made and that your name gets to be honored and lifted up internationally, globally, which it should every day. And for those who will be alone, Jesus, remind them that they're never really alone. You're always there with them and your spirit's there 
and bother. Your face is always on them, shining over them. And you sing songs of love over them. And may they draw close to you intimately and have the merriest of Christmases and the best experience that I've ever had with you, knowing that the best is yet to come. And we pray all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen. God bless you. Friends.